0: Grace, mercy, and peace be on you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The Word of God which engages us is portions of the Gospel and the Old Testament lesson. Thus far the text. Dear friends in Christ, there is a television show called The Undercover Boss. Perhaps you have seen it. The premise for every episode is the same. The CEO of a rather large company disguises himself or herself, and for several days works as a lower level employee of that same company. He or she works right alongside the hourly workers, doing some of the most menial tasks in the entire company. The key to the whole show is making the CEO not look like the CEO so that he or she is not recognized as such. Well, on this Christ the King Sunday, we can't help but be struck with the fact that Jesus doesn't look much like a king in our gospel lesson, does he? In fact, if you didn't know better, you would never know that this Jesus of Nazareth, who is standing before Pilate being questioned, is actually the king of kings and the lord of lords. You would never know that he is God incarnate. You would never know that he is eternal, never having had a beginning and never will have an end. You will never know that he was there in the beginning with the father and through him everything was made that was made. You would never know he is a king because he doesn't look much like a king in our text. He doesn't look very powerful, and he certainly doesn't look very regal. By the time our text for today takes place on Good Friday morning, Jesus has already been arrested. His disciples, by and large, have fled and abandoned him. He has no trained militia to come and fight for him on his behalf. He has already been spat upon by the temple guard. And shortly after our text, Pilate's Roman soldiers will dress him up in a purple robe, and they will fashion a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and they will mock him, saying, "'Hail, King of the Jews!' as they bow down in laughter before him. No, he sure doesn't look like much of a king, does he? Well, if he doesn't look like a king, then why is it that Pilate, in our gospel lesson, continues to question Jesus about being a king? Well, it's because the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders had told Pilate that Jesus claimed to be a king. You see, the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders wanted Jesus out of the picture. They wanted him done away with. They wanted him executed. They couldn't stand the fact that he had claimed to be the Messiah, the one who would come on the clouds of heaven, the one who would be seated at the right hand of power. They thought he was crazy. And worse than that, instead of leading people to God, They thought Jesus was leading people away from God. They wanted him executed. But there was one problem they had no power and they had no authority to execute anyone. For that, they would need a Roman government official like Pontius Pilate in order to have him executed. And the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders knew full well that Pilate wouldn't want to get himself involved in what he would perceive to be a religious squabble amongst the Jews as to whether Jesus is the Messiah or not. So they came up with something much better, something that he would be interested in. Outside the governor's residence, the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders brought Jesus and said, "'We have found this man.' hindering us in paying taxes to Caesar and claiming that he is a king. Now there's something Pilate would have to be interested in. That's tantamount to a charge of treason. And we know, of course, that the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders were successful in their plan. And a very reluctant Pontius Pilate sentenced Jesus to death by crucifixion. And ironically, as Jesus hung there on that cross dying, there was a sign over his head with the charge that read, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. Well, if he didn't look like a king standing there before Pontius Pilate, he certainly doesn't look like a king hanging there on the cross dying. But hang there he did. He hung there for all the times when God's subjects didn't look much like God's subjects either. For the times, for example, when Adam and Eve didn't look like God's subjects, being so easily tempted into sin. For the time when God's people in the Old Testament didn't seem to look much like his subjects either, complaining at his provision for them. And so easily going off and worshipping the false gods of their neighbors. And then much closer to home. He hung there for the times when we don't appear to be his subjects either. At least don't look like it. Sometimes when our thoughts, if they would be revealed, would be shocking. Or those times when our words can be so unkind, even when we are referencing and referring to brothers and sisters in Christ, and those times when our actions, though they might seem to be noble, end up to be self-serving when all is said and done. Hang there, he would, for all of those times, not looking much like a king, even with that sign over his head. He didn't look like a king because he is a different kind of king. He's not a king who trains an army to go out and fight for him. He does the fighting instead. He doesn't urge his subjects to go out and do battle for him. He goes out and does battle on behalf of his subjects. And he doesn't battle mere earthly soldiers Instead, he battles cosmic powers, evil, sin, and the ringleader of evil and sin, Satan himself, and the result of sin and evil, death. There, hanging on the cross, he battles all of those powers for all of us. And his triumphant resurrection on the third day is proof positive that he has defeated all of them for us. And this gracious king gives us his victory. It is ours. And as a result, we gladly follow him in faith and serve him daily as our king. In that show, The Undercover Boss, sometime near the end of each episode... The identity of the CEO is revealed for all the workers to see. And most of them are shocked. Shocked to see that for the past few days, they've been working right alongside the person who is the most powerful person in that company. Well, in our Old Testament lesson for today, the true identity of Jesus is also revealed. And we are shocked to see that the King of kings and the Lord of lords is the same one who walked this earth in our midst. The same one who hung his head and died for all of us on the cross. For in our Old Testament lesson, we are taken into the very courts of heaven. We are taken before the throne of God. And we see Jesus... No longer as a humble servant, but as the one coming on the clouds of heaven. The one who is described as one like a son of man. Jesus' favorite way of referring to himself. And we see his coronation taking place there as king of kings and lord of lords. He is presented before the ancient of days, the father in heaven. And either read along or listen to Daniel's description of that coronation. And to him, to Christ, was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away. And his kingdom, one that shall not be destroyed." It is this king, seated at the right hand of the Father, the ultimate place of power and authority in all creation, who rules over kings and kingdoms and nations and leaders and uses all of them to accomplish his good purpose. It is this king, seated at the right hand of the Father, who rules his church today in love and compassion remember how he assured his disciples and so assured us also when he said in Matthew chapter 28 all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. It is this king, seated at the right hand of the Father, who will come again, not humble as he came the first time, but in all power and glory and might. And all of humanity will be assembled before him to stand ready for judgment, and the books will be opened But fear not, for your name is written in the book of life. And it is this king, seated at the right hand of the Father, with whom we will spend the rest of eternity, serving him in the new heaven and the new earth that is promised to all of us. And it is to this king, seated at the right hand of the Father, that we give all glory, honor, praise, and thanksgiving. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding guard our hearts and our minds in this one true faith unto life everlasting. Amen.